Hello, welcome to Her to Encourage, where we enrich, uplift, and embolden women just like you. I'm your host, Talita, also known as Epimom Talita. So on our last podcast, I talked about what is BBSOAS, and we also talked about as moms and special needs moms in general, what do we need to do to be more productive in our day? So today's podcast is going to explore productivity in depth. So of course, you just like me have a ton of things going on all the time, right? It seems like sometimes you never get a break. And we always want to know as moms, we try to multitask and we want to know, hey, how can I be more productive? How can I get more things done? So let's go over a few things that I found that's helpful and helping me to be more productive. All right. Number one, when you get up in the morning, the first thing you need to do is some type of meditation or prayer of some sort. It could even be self-reflection. But for instance, for myself, one thing I try to do even before I get up and start moving around is I upload my version app and I read the verse of the day. And then a lot of times I'll try to say, thank you, God, or I'll try to do a quick prayer. Nothing that takes too long, because if it takes too long, I'm going to be honest with you, I will go back to sleep. (laughs) So I try to keep it short. I try to keep it sweet. And then I try to get up and go on about my day. Um, Some people like to meditate or to listen to various songs. It may be songs of worship. It may just be um, calming sounds just to get your body up. I also have done uh, morning yoga. So check that out on YouTube. There are a lot of YouTubers that have five to 10 minute yoga videos that are just, they're really low impact. And I guess they're designed to wake your body up, but to do so in a calm and safe manner. So what, however you decide to meditate, whether you pray, whether you uh, exercise first thing in the morning, find something that you can do that will help you to reflect upon what you would like to do for the day, okay? Number two, make a list of three to five goals for the day. So for me, and this does not mean go to Amazon and spend $50 or more on these elaborate planners and journals, get a sheet of paper, get a little spiral notebook for a dollar or less at Walmart, and just jot down three to five things you wanna accomplish. Now they can be something as elaborate as you know, reaching your business goals. It may be um, setting up your social media posts. It could be setting up MailChimp if you use that for your users. Or it could be something as simple as, hey, I want to wash the dishes and make sure they're done for the day. Or I want to make sure that I do at least two loads of clothes before I go to bed at night. But set three to five goals. The reason I say only three to five is because those numbers Goals within that range are easy to accomplish, right? So it's things that we can easily check off. And at the end of the day, we feel like we have done something. Um, Anything beyond that to me gets to be too much. And then you start to feel overwhelmed just from looking at the list. So keep it to three to five goals. All right, number three, remain as positive as possible. Now, I know this can be difficult. Um, especially if you're working outside of the home, you're dealing with different people who have various personalities that may conflict with yours. But in Philippians 4, 8, it says you need to make sure you're thinking on things that are true, things that are noble, things that are just pure and lovely, things that are a good report, things 
that are virtuous and praiseworthy. You want to think on these things because let's be honest, if you're thinking the opposite of these things, you're going to start to feel that way internally. So if you're always thinking negative thoughts, if you're always listening to um, false reports that people are giving you about yourself or about others, um, that tends to weigh you down. And moms have enough going on in their lives already. You don't need any more weights packed on your back than you already have. So do your best to think what is true, what is noble, what is just, what is pure, what is lovely. And that may come in the form. It may be difficult at first, but for me, even if it's taking one scripture or one quote, one positive quote, or one thing that your grandma used to say to you that you hold dear to your heart, take that, meditate on it, put it on a sticky note, put it at your desk. Um, if you're a teacher, put it on your board in your room or on your computer screen, put it somewhere where you can see it and refer back to it when you hear things or you're feeling a certain kind of way that's not positive. Um, because the more positive and the better you feel, then the better off you will be not only for yourself, but for your family and your children. So definitely be positive as possible. Now, here's a disclaimer. There will be times when there are people giving false reports or there are people doing things that are negative that you have to address. This is not saying sweep everything under the rug, but I want you for the most part, if it's something that you can move on from or you can just think positive thoughts on, then do that. Or if it's something you can pray about and let God deal with it, do that. Um, but obviously, if there's something that needs to be addressed, <laughs> please address it. Okay, number four. I usually don't have this problem, but don't skip meals, okay? So I know there's a tendency when we're busy to say, oh, well, you know, I'm not gonna eat breakfast or I'll skip lunch, I'll just have a bigger dinner. But here's the problem with skipping meals. Not only are you hungry, but according to an article called What Happens to the Body When You Skip Meals from Piedmont Healthcare, it mentions that if you skip a meal, your blood sugar decreases. And guess what happens when your blood sugar decreases? You're fatigued, sometimes you're confused, and you are irritable. You get pissed off, let's be honest. I mean, everything bothers you because you're hangry. And you don't want that irritability from not eating to come off on your boss or your coworkers or your unsuspecting friends or your husband or your children just because you wouldn't eat a snack or eat a meal. So definitely make sure you don't skip your meals. Another reason you want to make sure you have something to eat, um, at least in increments throughout the day, is when you don't eat or you skip a meal, your metabolism slows down. Now, if you're one of those blessed and highly favored people who have a high metabolism and this doesn't matter, you can skip over this part. But for the rest of us like me, I don't need my metabolism to slow down any more than it already is because it causes you to gain weight because your body is going into survival mode. You don't want that. I don't want that. You know, there's all this body positivity and I'm all for, you know, celebrating the way that you look, etc. But I don't want to gain any more weight. I'm just going to be honest with you. So don't skip meals. Cause... All right, number five, making sure that you get enough sleep. Now, sleep kind of falls in the same category as not skipping meals. When you don't get enough sleep, what happens? You are very ill. You start making mistakes. For me, I get really clumsy. I find myself stumping my toe on random furniture. Like it's chaotic when I don't get enough sleep. So 
make sure you go to bed. And I know for some of you, if you have a special needs child or you have a medically fragile child, you may only get, you know, five hours, four hours of sleep a night, but at least get those four or five and make sure they're consistent because that's better than nothing at all. The last thing, number six, I want you to do is to relax. Okay. So you go through a lot within your day. I know you do. Some things you tell your friends, some things nobody knows but you and God. But make sure you have an outlet for you that helps you to calm down, wind down, reduce your stress, reduce your anxiety so that you can get up and do it again the next day. So for some people, that might mean pulling out a good book or pulling out your iPad and reading on the Kindle app. For others, it may be pulling out Netflix, finding your favorite show and getting a glass of wine and just enjoying yourself. For some, it may be indulging in your secret stash of chocolate that you have hidden somewhere where the kids and the hubby can't find it. But you have to make sure whatever your choice is for relaxation, that you take your time to do a little something for yourself every day. Because if you're taking time to meditate each day or to pray each day, if you're taking time to make a list of goals and trying to accomplish them, if you're trying to remain as positive as possible, if you're making sure you're eating meals on a regular basis, if you're making sure that you're going to bed um, on time or at least in a decent amount of time so that you can get sleep, the very least that you can do for yourself is to have a little small piece of relaxation within your day. And it doesn't have to be related around food and drink. Sometimes it could be as simple as getting in your car, going for a drive, even if it's five minute driving back. For other people, it might be a quick walk around the neighborhood or it might be a bike ride. But find something that you can say, this is helping me to wind down and relax. So speaking of relaxation, next week, we're going to talk about three apps that will help you to relax if you haven't found your thing. And if you have found your thing that helps you relax, Come back anyway, because one of these three apps may be something that you can use for yourself or you can suggest for a friend. So we will explore that next week. But until then, you guys make sure you walk in strength and dignity and have a fantastic day. Bye bye.